Welcome to another Word of Encouragement, where we take a look into various topics related to the Bible and Christian faith. Let's get right into it. Today, we have a special episode with the most special guest, my wife, Chris. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And today is our 15-year wedding anniversary. I am super excited. How about you, babe? Absolutely. And we've been led to share the word on how God has blessed us for this tremendous amount of time. Uh, You know, we've counseled many couples over the years. And oftentimes people ask us, what are the steps and how did we stay married so long? The reality is we don't have a step-by-step process. We believe that God deals with each couple in his own way. But what we can share today is one subject that has been the center of our struggles and the center of our triumphs. And that subject is communication. So what does the Bible say about communication? Well, in James chapter one, verse 19, it says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. So how does this verse help us in marriage? Well, let's put it in the context of what marriage actually is. When you think about marriage, uh, if you were to put marriage into a math equation, you would say uh, one husband, one wife equals one marriage, right? One plus one equals two. But in reality, according to the Bible and what God says about marriage, one plus one equals one. And we find this to be true when we look in Genesis chapter two, verse 24, where after he formed woman from man, He says, therefore, man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So uh, I refer to this as the one flesh concept. We've grown so accustomed to how things work in the world that we've taken worldly success and we mix it with what the Bible teaches us. But really, uh, the Bible does not help us with marriage. The Bible created marriage. So it should be the number one source for how marriage works. Once you become married, there are no longer two individuals, but now there is one entity. So I no longer think for myself. I no longer think about myself. I'm no longer selfish and single-minded. But now I'm concerned with how does it affect my spouse? And, you know, how can this benefit both of us? And the decision that I make, what impact will it have on the marriage as a whole? So our perspective has changed. We're no longer thinking in the way that we were when we were single. But now that we are married, we have a different mindset. So let's discuss an example of ineffective communication in a marriage. Uh, let's say you have a husband and wife and you have an example of um, the husband wanting his clothes washed separately, his light colors washed separately from his dark colors. When he approaches his wife, he says it in a different tone, in a more aggressive tone. 
And the wife kind of gets offended. And she maybe rolls her eyes, catch her attitude, and walk away. Well, then what? You know, you'll, you'll start an argument or every time they come around each other for a day or two or however long they want to carry it on, um, they're just going to be walking around upset with each other, more of the wife walking around upset with the husband, and the husband might not be thinking anything of it because he thinks that, you know, he said what he had to say and that was the end of the conversation. But the wife is upset because his tone, you know, was aggressive or he may have set his clothes out somewhere where it's annoying her. You know, it's little petty things like this that can make a marriage uh, very ineffective and their communication is off. Why is their communication off? Because instead of the wife, you know, saying in a calm manner that she didn't agree with the way that her husband spoke to her, you know, things could have been avoided. The attitude could have been avoided. Uh, the argument that comes after that could have been avoided. The walking around upset at each other could be avoided. And these, this is just a basic example on how when your communication is not there in your marriage, these little petty things affect your whole marriage. Well, I totally agree. And I think from a, from a husband's perspective... Um, you could ask your wife instead of telling her and be mindful of your tone. Uh, a lot of times um, we, you know, of course, we have a 14 year old daughter. Um, she's kind of gotten past this phase. But, you know, all of the years prior to this, uh, I can say anything to my daughter. I can say, um, uh, make sure you clean the dishes in the sink. And she would just on any given day start crying. Right. Yep. So it's all in your tone. It's all in your tone. Um, as men, we have to be considerate and we have to think about not only um, it's not so much what you say, but it's how you say it. Absolutely. And from the wife's perspective, um, you know, don't always just catch an attitude about when your husband say things to you in the wrong way. And if you do feel like you're offended, that's your time to open your mouth because the moment you hold it in is the moment it's going to come out later in a bigger argument about something else that don't even have anything to do with the situation. But because we as women are guilty of holding it in all the time, instead of just opening our mouths when it happened, um, it, it just causes a lot of commotion at times. And, and then you also want to be careful when you open your mouth at that time to think before you speak. Don't just say something out of anger, you know, or tell your husband to wash his own clothes or something else like that. Oh, Sometimes God. the husband may want to wash their own clothes, but <laughs> you don't want it to be a situation where then you say it and then you get mad because he's doing it. Right. You know, so we want to be mindful and careful of our response when you are in an argument. Um, so let's just discuss another example of miscommunication or ineffective communication in a marriage. Uh, you get married and your husband is used to having his bed made up in the morning, but he's never mentioned this to his wife. However, it comes out in an argument. Now, with that situation, maybe he's giving you clues or maybe he's... Uh, 
made up the bed, you know, several times and he knows that you get up after him. So he figured that you would just make it up. You know, he figured that you would just make it up, but he didn't say, you know, could you make up the bed? And maybe you have to get the kids ready and out the door, you know, every now and then it's okay. But if you're doing it constantly, you know, maybe he, he just wants you to, uh, be a little bit more cleaner or do things in a different way. And that's a, a discussion that you guys need to have. And if you don't have a discussion or if you don't pick up on that, you need to be a little bit more neater, you know, um, then that could cause some, some tension because again, you're going to catch an attitude quick and things will go left really quick because that, that, uh, discussion was not had. And then it comes up in an argument about something that didn't have anything to do with about making up a bed. And you can think that it's petty, but it's real. These situations happen all the time. And you don't even think that it started from something as small as making up the bed or your husband wanting you to make up the bed instead of him making up the bed all the time. Maybe he wants to come in the house and see a clean room. You know, it could be something as little as that. And it makes you feel better when you go to bed with sheets that are made up and straightened. Just like when you're in a hotel, when you come back from shopping and you've already been in the hotel, you stayed the night that you come back from shopping, what happens? Your bed is made up. Your husband wants the same when he goes home. What do you think? Well, what I think is, a lot. what a lot of folks may be thinking is, this is a, a petty scenario. You know, if I want the bed made up, then I won't even mention it. I'll just do it myself. But I would caution you on that because a quick discussion about making up the bed or washing the clothes or whatever the situation may be is better than no communication at all. Remember our scripture in James chapter one, verse 19. It says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear. And there's a reason that God gave us two ears and one mouth. I believe he did that because he wants us to listen more than we speak. And so he says, be quick to hear. Mm -hmm. In other words, don't be slow. Don't take your time. When someone is saying something specifically your spouse, be quick to listen to what your spouse has to say. And not only listening to what they're saying, but listen to how they're saying it and then listen to what they may be meaning or what they mean behind what they are saying. Sometimes it's not always what your spouse says, but what is the true meaning behind this? What are her feelings behind this? And where is this coming from? Is there a history associated with this? So we are to be quick to hear. And then the word cautions us to be slow to speak. So if we are slow to speak, then we're spend, spending more time listening than we are talking, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, that gets a lot of respect from your spouse because your spouse now feels that this is a safe place. Your spouse feels comfortable with you. They know that they can come to you and that they can talk to you and you will listen. Not that you always have to say anything or give a response, but they know that they will come to you and, hey, I can come to my husband, I can come to my wife, and they are going to hear what I have to say. As a result, the Bible tells us in the last part of that scripture that we will be slow to anger uh, as a result of this. 
we can get angry quickly when we don't really hear what somebody's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're taking, you know, sometimes when we're listening to what somebody's talking about, we're just thinking about what we're going to say in response to what they're saying right now. And then we tune them out, don't even listen to the rest of what they're saying. So the word of God cautions us in this. It says to be slow to anger, uh, be slow to speak, but be quick to hear. Now, these are just basic examples of the scripture we shared in James 1.19. Ladies, I know that we all have attitudes, but we need to think before we speak or act from our feelings. We are so quick to act from our feelings the majority of the time. If we think about it, you'd be like, man, this is really petty. You know, uh, we need to show love to our spouse, even when we are angry with them. Because if you don't, then you go to sleep upset or you go to bed upset or you want to sleep in a different room. And let's be for real. How much sleep do you really get when you're angry? Amen to that. Amen. So so we hope that this has been a blessing to you. And we ask that you would share it with someone that you believe could benefit from it. As always, listeners can send in questions and submissions for my next episode. Email me at revflood at outlook.com. You can follow this ministry on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all with the same name, R-E-V-F-L-O-O-D, the same name across all platforms. Until next time, may May God God bless bless you. you.